we'll talk about today. Your old doctor is killing you. Maybe yeah. You have a, maybe you have a doctor's appointment today. Your doctor's over 60. You might as well just show up with a gun and say, here, go ahead. Do it now. Or attack first before he gets a chance. <laughs> That's the key. The key to survival. I'll bet you catch him by surprise. So there um, is actually news on the human feet washing up in the Northwest eventually. Cool. Uh, if we can squeeze it in. How to cut toast. The Internet has gone crazy with about the right way to cut toast. I'm beginning to really hate the Internet. Uh, I, I've been there for a long time. Remember, if I could, if I, if I were king, we'd go back to pre-Internet. <laughs> um, what was the other story? Oh, yeah, the, the, the idea that guys getting together with other guys to drink is really good for their mental health. Mm-hmm according to a new study, which I yeah. thought was interesting. It doesn't surprise Excellent. me. Excellent. But Sean hit me with this thing yesterday. Monday, walk into news or walk into work, and Sean says, this video has gone crazy viral. Now, that's a term that's overused, in my opinion. People are regularly talking about things that went viral that I think most of the people in my sphere have never seen. Or there's no need to see them, you know, right. honestly. Yeah, because there's yeah. 50 this went viral videos per day. But this one crosses that threshold into it was freaking everywhere. Everywhere I looked, I would see this crying kid talking about being bullied. And I just, uh, ah, I was just thinking, do I need this? I don't like sad kids crying. I don't like the whole bullying thing. I, we should, you know, we should. It evokes have... very strong feelings. Yeah. 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 And I just yeah. kind of wanted to stay away from it, um, which might not have been a good idea. But anyway, luckily, by, by not getting into it, has gone through several. Um, waves since Monday, including someone getting Ken boned, which well, is a thing that happens in the modern world. Yeah, yeah, this one's gone from, you know, ugly to beautiful to ugly to uglier to, I hope by the end of the segment, somewhat more beautiful. That's my plan, beautification. And not just sadness? Yeah. Very brief uh, description, Sean. Uh, so the, this kid is a middle schooler. Um, he appears to, I, I haven't seen it described or confirmed, but I have, I had a friend who looks similar with, uh, he, he's got a bit of a cleft palate. He has a, a facial thing that is, is obvious to see. Um, and he is bullied at school. Uh, the kids threatened to beat him up one day at lunch. He texts his mom. He's like, listen, I, I don't know what to do. What do I do? That's she, freaking awful. She comes, yeah. picks him up and he's just very emotional. Uh, he has later said that this video was his idea, but here's just a 10 second clip from the video. They make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. What'd they do to you at lunch? Pour milk on me and put ham down my clothes. Threw bread at me. So yeah, see, I, I was just I was aware enough of that at the beginning, and I just thought, why, why do, do we need to like acknowledge that this exists in the world? I realize it's human nature to a certain extent for some reason, but God, kids are cruel. Do, do we get to the point, the part where he talks about bullying? Or is that all we have? Uh, there's, there's more. I've got a. Let's see, up here at the the start of it. Just out of curiosity, why do they bully? What What's the point of it? Why do you find joy in taking innocent people and finding a way to be mean to them? Not okay. What do they say to you? They make fun of my nose. And then it goes into the part that I have. Yeah, my kids yeah. have asked that question before too. Why do some kids do that? Because they're a-holes and their parents are a-holes, is my answer. It's one of the uglier impulses of humanity to try to make yourself seem bigger by belittling others, particularly those who can't fight back, and it makes me want to kill people. Oh, yeah, it's just just freaking awful. It's freaking awful. And I'll tell you what, my kids are not going to do that to other kids. And if I ever find out they do, they're in big trouble. I will not put up with that. 
Because that is that's and I wish other parents felt that way. I do. I've known people who are perfectly okay with their kids being that kid, the bully, the bully kid. Right. See it as strong or a sign of leadership or being the alpha or something like yeah. that. And it, I find it very, very troubling. But I must say, my first reaction to that, or not my first reaction, my first reaction was sadness. My second reaction was, why is this being videotaped? What's going on there? What's the, what's, what's the story behind that? Well, I don't, that's funny. I didn't have that reaction at all. Um, so this video is seen by uh, millions and millions of people. And... Virtually the entire sports world, from LeBron James to uh, the Tennessee Titans in his uh, you know home part of the world, come out very strong, offering him friendship and support, anti-bullying. Some of the players on the Titans making some really moving statements about bullying. Some admitting to being bullies in their own past mm-hmm. and how disgusted they are with themselves. Really, really a good conversation. This kid is getting all sorts of support. Also... Oddly, a GoFundMe page was started that raised to date about $57,000. To do what? Well, to do what Americans want to do, which is if anybody evokes their sympathy, we want to throw money at them for some reason. I don't know what the money was for. It was started by a third-party guy whose intentions seem okay. Oh, I'm sure. But but it's been stopped now, and nobody's sure what's going to happen to the money or where it's supposed to go. So that was a little weird. And then, Sean, do you want to just briefly tell us about the twist? I mean, I have it, but go ahead. Yeah, so so it went viral. All the celebrities reacted to it. And this led, of course, to the Internet saying, all right, let's let's do what the Internet does. Let's, Let's dig in. Let's find out the other social media posts. And they found these two pictures on, uh, one's on Facebook, and I believe one was from Twitter. And they are pictures with her and family members posing, quote-unquote, posing with Confederate flags. So this is mom with a Confederate flag. Yeah, mom, and okay. I believe that's her cousin or some sort of relative in that top so one. So she's a slaveholder, or what am I Exactly. Well, it's an American flag and a uh, Confederate flag, and mom appears to be holding a pistol and smiling broadly. Um... Who's the dude in this picture with the Confederate flag? Do we know? Uh, that's her. One, I believe a cousin or okay. some sort her of relative. Cousin. I see. Okay. Super. And so then the internet decides that the family are racists and they're the haters and went crazy and uh, you shouldn't donate because they're racists and something or other and you shouldn't donate to the cause. We're not exactly sure what it was. Exactly. <laughs> and so the hate rained down on the family. Then an MMA guy said, I reached out with friendship and she rebuffed me and told me to go to the GoFund page. She just wants money. Then it turns out that Instagram page, which said, uh, we don't want to be a friend, just go to the, the money page, was fake. The mom hadn't started it. So now you got trolls coming out of the woodwork trying to make mom look bad because she's allegedly a, a racist. Then mom has come out and made clear that these are not our accounts. We don't know who started them. And we, we posed with the, the rebel flag and the gun. It was a joke. She said, I've spent my life in the South. Oh, do we have the tape? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Kim Jones, the 11-year-old's mother, was behind the camera and posted the video to her Facebook. What do you think of the world's reaction? I knew that it could be great, and I knew that it could be awful. And it has been. The spotlight on Keaton also cast attention onto Kim's prior social media posts, including this one, where she's holding a Confederate flag, a symbol of pride for some and racism for others. Her daughter's Twitter also contained a family photo with a Confederate flag. 
<laughs> the only two photo the only two photos on my entire planet that I'm anywhere near a Confederate flag. It was ironic. It was funny. It didn't have anything to was No racist intent. No. No, absolutely not. I've, I've said I spent most of my life being bullied and and judged because I wasn't racist. Oh, boy, the what. Confederate flag thing is so... Oh, my, oh God. my God. Have you ever been to the South? It's just, it's like a Leonard Skinner thing half the time. It's an... Look, for some, it's a symbol of pride. For others, of racism. How about the lady we're talking about? Which is it for her? And what was her intent toward people who might see the picture, which she says, no, it was ironic. We were being silly. Well, how old are these pictures? I don't know. Because up until a couple of years ago, you had Confederate flags all over the place, including on top of state houses. So you could have gotten your picture taken in front of the state capitol in some states and right. it had been with a Confederate flag. So I mean, it was it was seen as just, you know, whatever. Um, but <sighs> So while I think this is a useful lesson and, and a, a great case study in the pull, push and pull of social media. Oh, my God. Uh, I think uh, it's just it, it's such a great indication of how ugly. The modern internet world can be. The the original video of the kid making a, a heartbreaking and eloquent statement about bullying, which was embraced by, uh, you know, average Americans coast to coast by our, our sports stars, our, our, athletes, our movie stars, as if anybody cares, um, just politicians, everybody saying, you're right, bullying is ugly. This is a beautiful young kid and this is wrong. Then turns into what everything turns into. But, you know, I will, in my life, uh, focus on the first chunk of it. So at the root of it, you still have a little kid who's being uh, made fun of at school for how he looks. Brutally, for a a birth defect, which (sighs) makes me just want to wade in there and say, hey, guess what? I'm bigger than you because I'm an adult. Right. Because then I'd be beating children. Right. But are there? Is there nobody around in that uh, schoolyard or anything to say, "Hey, don't dump milk on the kid that's got a birth defect"? Oh, it happens so fast. I know. And he said he never complained to teachers or principals because he was worried about the retaliation. Sure. Of them. Yeah. Sure. Of sure. course. You know, I've told the story before. I'll tell it one more time, very briefly. Um, he's looking back, a hero, a Nick Garbarino. He was my gym teacher in in uh, middle school. He was a former Marine. Talk like this. I mean, he talked like he'd been barking at maggots, falling line maggots. He talked like that all the time. But uh, he noticed some bullying of uh, there's a brother and sister who genetics had been very unkind to. And he'd noticed some bullying. And he called uh, a bunch of us around. And, man, he lit us up about bullying and picking on the weak. And it was eloquent in the way of a Marine and 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 tear-evoking and he essentially said, if I see any of you doing that, and he was talking to some of us on the basketball team or whatever and, and other kids, um, he said, you're going to you're going to have to deal with me and you're going to see what, you know, you're going to see what anger is. And uh, a lot of people's eyes were opened and a role model spoke to them in words uh, that were unmistakable in meaning and vehemence. And I think it changed a lot of hearts. And I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see less kind of limp wristed. You know, you know. No offense to anybody, because everybody should hate bullying. But you know, kind of this super progressive, passive, wimpy, non-bullying thing. We need to see more strong people like these NFL guys 
come out and get in people's faces and say, if you bully, you're a coward. If you pick on the weak, you are a coward. We need to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable, not the other way around, you pansies. Well, I can certainly tell you the modern way is you got, you're supposed to go through the proper channels, and if you attempt to retaliate in any way to bullying, you're in as much trouble, if not more trouble, than the other kids. Yeah, I That's tell just you the what. way it's set up. Well, if you're a strong kid, and you stand up for a bully, and it gets you tossed out of school or whatever, what do you need? You need a, a GoFundMe page. I'll, right, exactly. You I'll pay 50... for your first year of college if you can't get into college because of it. Wow, the internet. She's right. So awful and so great. Yeah, and it goes back and forth so quickly. So if something bad happens to you, uh, and it goes viral, you should you should just hunker down and think. Okay, wait for people to dig into my background. Right. The the worst thing that's I've ever done, or the worst looking thing I've ever done, sure. is about to come out because there seems to be some need to balance things on the internet. Right. Our I don't know what it is. But. Well, and then so well, it's you know it's like the. Uh, the hyper speed, we got to build them up, then we got to tear them down. Then we got to build them up, then we got to tear them down. But it happens, you know, in the blink of an eye. Yeah, in 24 hours. And then it's gone. Well, and then some guy you've never met in your life decides to start a GoFundMe page, and people <laughs> start portraying you as a greedhead, even though you have nothing to do with it. Right. God dang it. And the dude's intentions were good, as far as anybody can tell. Yeah, he's been in contact with GoFundMe. He's now talking about putting this for some sort of college fund for the kid. Uh, yeah, he's he sure anti-bullying or something. Yeah, whatever. he seems to be of, of pure intention. Well, I hope the school's working on uh, keeping an eye on that kid. Yeah, hey, let's put a little pressure on the school. What do you say about that? In yeah. all schools. Yeah. we got to have some exemption for you know kids standing up for, uh, for the uh, downtrodden. They stand up and knock somebody to the ground. Not only should they not get kicked out of school, you should give them an A. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. My instinct was correct on Monday when I heard about that story. It's gonna make me. It's gonna leave me feeling bad for a long time. So, I guess it's because I got small kids going to school and are navigating those waters currently. Yeah. Well, you know, I think for, at least for me, that feeling is fairly temporary, and then it becomes energy to try to help do something about it. You don't like to be reminded that it exists, but it exists whether you're reminded of it or not. So you really have to turn that disgust into energy. If you can. Although I know, well, you're dealing with it right now, bullying, etc., and schools and, and administrators and the rest of it. And it can be a frustrating uh, road mm-hmm. trying to get anything done in the super enlightened world of, of education. Also, uh, as a kid, and you, you know this as you're listening, you're, you're dealt a hand, whether it's intelligence uh, personality looks that is um, you're likely to be bullied or to not be bullied mm-hmm. based on the hand you're dealt entirely outside of your control and often outside your parents control yeah yeah and I got one kid that's unlikely to have much to pick on his life and another kid that's got a lot that you can probably pick on mm. if you're gonna be that kind of jerk and right 
Yeah, it yeah, is what well, it is. I had a similar experience, so I'm still having it. So, uh, uh, listen, you know, it occurs to me the the thing about the internet and and like virtually everything, there's the the good and the bad. It's a double edged sword. If it wasn't, it'd be a saber. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's a very handy cutlery talk. Thank you. It's probably wrong. Go ahead, email me. I don't care. Um, so those of uh, you who go to Renaissance fairs, right? Yeah, please <laughs> put down your turkey leg long enough to hit me with a text or something. Oh, did I show For, you that video? Yeah. Have you seen the Renaissance fair viral video? No. Somebody's, somebody's no, but I'd a, like to. Somebody's flying a drone over a Renaissance fair, and a guy in like he's King Arthur yeah. starts running with a spear and chucks, and it goes right into the camera. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> great. He shall be. The Knight of the Fair! <laughs> His choice of damsel. Yeah, I'll bet he had a fair maiden or two that night. Huh? <laughs> you think? Renaissance fair groupies? <laughs> oh, my liege. That's fantastic. I can't wait to see that. But the, the internet is uh, the, the leveling off of, of the, you know, the democratization of the human's ability to contribute to the, the conversation. Whether it's musical, I mean, there are unbelievably talented bands that you would never have heard that you can hear on the internet. You know, you get in a certain social circle and more and more people are talking about it. Your friends recommend it. You come and here's some little band is that they've only played 50 shows. You know, they don't have a record company, but everybody starts to realize they're great, listens to them. It's, it's fun. It's cool. Um, on the other hand, the downside of it is stupid people and vicious people and angry people now get an international voice, which used to not be. Because if you are stupid or angry or vicious in a way that, like a bully would be, or somebody who would try to ruin an innocent human being just because they'd found something naughty about them, if you were that sort of person, you'd, you wouldn't get a voice. You wouldn't get published. You wouldn't be put on the radio or the TV or whatever. Because nobody would have it. Because... You know, sane people, uh, cooler heads come together and say, we don't want to give voice to a scumbag like that. You wouldn't even have the social standing, like with enough friends to make an, a dent in anything. Right, because you're stupid and you're vicious and, and you're people angry. People don't like you. Right, exactly. So you're alone in your home. you got no way to say anything about anything and have right. it heard. Now you have as much uh, as anybody else. Right. And then there are you know, people with particularly perverse and sick views that, you know, they'd ooch around their hometown dropping hints and everything and... Realize, wow, I'm the only person who wants to sex up children or thinks it's okay for a grown man to have a love affair with a boy or whatever. So I just got to, number one, shut up, and number two, not do that. But, you know, now they're on the Internet, and they literally have found 10,000 people of a like mind. You know, granted, that's scattered among 7 billion of us, but that the 10,000 people rather emboldens them. Makes them think, wait a minute, I'm not abnormal. I should be proud of this. I should form an organization. Not only that, I should go off and find a boy to sex up. You know, and that's, yeah, yeah. That is absolutely the downside of the interwebs. I do like having virtually all of human knowledge at my fingertips as a curious guy. But long story short, there are a lot of reasons people end up in the ocean. Accidents mostly, suicide sometimes, occasionally murders. The cold, cold waters of the Northwest preserve bodies, but eventually you fall apart. And if you're wearing a floaty shoe, your foot floats to shore, and that's why uh, more than a dozen feet have floated onto the shore in the uh, great Northwest lately. Wow. That and the currents. The cops say just leave it. The one guy brought it home as a souvenir at first. That's what I'd do. 
Uh, he said he didn't want a bear to eat on it. I'm putting it on my dashboard. What's you coming find up? Find a foot, leave it. It's coming up in your news, Marshall. President Trump says the Alabama election results prove he was right all along ah. about Roy Moore and your old doctor's killing you. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. This doctor study should cause some could cause some problems today. If you tune out, you may die. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Helms is. He was uh, one of the great correspondents on the old Daily Show. Oh, that's right. I remember him. Went on to become a gazillionaire of hangover fame and was in the office, of course. Uh, He's got a new show coming on Comedy Central called The Fake News with Ted Nelms. Sounds like it's going to be kind of like The Onion. It's no attempt to cover the news of the day. It's all fake. Hmm. But sounds like it's going to be kind of like The Onion. Funny Funny made-up stuff that comments on society somehow. Right, okay. Which is all in the writing. It'll lead to greater horrible. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Execution is everything. Yeah, I hope it's good. Let's get the news now, the real news with Marsha Phillips. Well, Democrat Doug Jones won the special election for U.S. Senate in Alabama, beating Republican Roy Moore, becoming the first Democrat to win a Senate seat in the deep red state in the last 25 years. I think that I have been waiting all my life, and now I just don't know what the hell to say. Uh, I'd like to thank the Republicans for nominating a creep and a weirdo. <laughs> well, does he have any self um, view of? I mean, did him and his wife alone. Does he say we both know that I won just because the dude's a child molester? Right. I'm going to be a senator for two years. What do right. you think we should do to make the most of it? Well, maybe you believe in fate, God, luck. Maybe none of the above. You think exactly. Well, now I'm in. What the heck? I'll make the most of it. You know, the whole thing is a sad and discouraging emblem of our times, as far as I'm concerned. The uh, the whole drain the swamp thing, I'm in favor of completely. But you can't nominate idiots. We could not have been more enthusiastic about the Tea Party movement, the idea of smaller government, lower taxes, rolling back regulations, more personal liberty, that sort of thing. Loved it. But then we... Went and nominated a bunch of halfwits in various states. Yeah, just because terrible they, candidates. Yeah, because they spouted the party line and they listen. We have some whip smart seventy year old women listening, and I'll explain why I, I say that. But a lot of them were just kind of the appealed to doddering old ladies type candidates that just said the right things and and were good and old timey, but they were just completely ineffective. And what is it about? You know, if you're going to really energize conservatives, you end up nominating a Roy Moore. When there are plenty of really smart, aggressive, can explain to you why it's a good idea, small government types out there, but they lose. And and the kind of more corn pony, Bible-thumping Roy Moore types get over. Or Sharon Angle in Nevada, which will haunt me till my grave. Nobody could have lost to Harry Reid that go around. <laughs> Nobody, and she did. President Trump defending his decision this morning to initially back Senator Luther Strange against Roy Moore, saying in a pre-dawn tweet that, quote, the reason I originally endorsed Luther Strange and his numbers went up mightily is that I said Roy Moore will not be able to win the general election. I was right. Roy worked hard, but the deck was stacked against him. He actually didn't work hard. I heard one uh, Republican commentator say, it seemed like a very lazy campaign. The reason being, his handlers decided the less he spoke, the better. 
And so he did not work the right. towns. He did not work the cities. He made a few rally appearances, that sort of thing. But Well, that was probably a good idea, though, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but the idea that Roy worked hard <laughs> compared to what? How did they not get an energized write-in campaign going quick after the Washington Post came forward right. with these stories? Saying, Look, decision. Here's, here's our guy. Get behind him. Write him in. He would have won. I think he may well have. Yeah, yeah. But there are too much division. The Steve Bannon wing right. swayed Donald Trump to get behind more, so the decision was made not to go in that direction. It bit him. Uh, if anybody can offer a counter-argument to the following, please uh, text it to us, 415-295-KFTC. Last night was a miserable night for Steve Bannon. I think it was. I don't. How is it not? Well, right. 415-295-KFTC or... Email us Armstrong and Getty at yahoo.com. I nope. mean, because he got behind a child molester. Allegedly. <laughs> Coming down to the wire, the president's still trying to get a Republican tax bill passed. Trump is going to be speechifying about tax cuts at the White House later on today. And this morning, the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, was talking tax reform with Armstrong and Getty, promising a major retooling of the tax code. That's one of the cornerstones of this plan. Uh, by doubling the standard deduction, which is both in the House and the Senate bill, so that's something that we don't have to reconcile. They're, they're the same policies. Nine out of ten taxpayers in America will be able to fill out their taxes in the form the size of a postcard. So this is radical, dramatic simplification of the tax code. There you have it. A it's, groundbreaking and newsmaking interview with the Speaker. It's possible that, like Obamacare, once it gets out into the world, its popularity will go up. I don't know. I'm just hoping for what the Wall Street Journal editorial board said, that this is going to lead to 3 to 4% growth over many years to come, which would be good for everybody. Well, I certainly hope that happens. Every industry would be stronger. We'd all be more likely to keep our jobs, etc., etc. I'm in favor of that. Yeah. New studies suggesting hospital patients are more likely to die when they're treated by a doctor over 60 years old. They're less likely to die than those being cared for by one under 40. Wow, so the sweet spot, 40 to 60. Researchers at Harvard looked at the records of 730,000 Medicare patients over three years, and they found patient deaths rose gradually as the doctors got older, with the biggest jump in deaths occurring when the doctors were over 60. And the difference in death risk persisted even when investigators accounted for a patient's age and the severity of their conditions. So, does that mean if your doctor's over 60, you should probably say, you know, I'd like to have a different general practitioner? Uh, yeah. Oh, this is hospitals, though? Well, the study, the study also found that age was not necessarily a factor for doctors that had heavy caseloads. Researchers think that doctors have a stronger skill set when they're caring for a larger number of patients. Interesting. So all of this, uh, all of this uh, combining for the uh, Harvard study, uh, you know, conclusions. But so when you get older, do you get all doddering and you slip and cut something, or I mean, or is it you, do you get out of touch with the latest medicine? Is that it? That may be it. Yeah, you, you stop being curious about innovations. I don't know. I don't know. But my guy, I would guess my guy's early forty, so I'm right in the sweet spot. I might live forever. A tape that will be played over and over again when I croak. (laughs) There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. The radio personality who famously suggested he might live forever is dead at age blankety blank. I hope a good old one. Maybe we should hear from doctors. Hey, doctors, why do you think my chance of dying with a doctor goes up uh, after you're 60? Shame.
You're, you're there. Yeah, you work with your colleagues. What's going on there? Text line. They still applying leeches to people and sawing off limbs for an athlete's foot or what? What's going on? <laughs> 415-295-KFTC. I'm going to have to saw that off. What? What? Saw? Second opinion, please? It's just a mole. Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore rode on horseback today to his polling place to vote in the special election. Look at that. What a majestic picture of two animals not allowed in the mall. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Oof. That's funny. I got to finish this text to my wife. Stand by, everybody. Said there was a note from his teacher in his backpack. I couldn't find it. Hmm. So I don't know what that is all about. Everything is fine. Keep up the good work. I'm sure that's what it said. That's what it said when my teacher sent home notes. (laughs) All is going well. That's right. Just steady as she goes. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Right. We got some texts. The leading view on the text line for why uh, doctors over 60 have uh, more of their patients dying on them is that after a certain point, you don't take on many new patients and your patients are aging with you and they're just you have older patients i thought they teased that out of the study according to marshall maybe i missed that. I thought that's what he, i thought that's what he said okay. perhaps you would rejoin us um maybe i missed that because that that's that makes... the obamacare lawyer who's a healthcare expert um it said something similar via text yeah because that makes perfectly good sense and older people prefer older doctors did you say they teased out the the health and the age of the yes. patients yeah, yeah, yeah they... otherwise it'd be a ridiculous study right. okay yeah so old doctors just are too shaky, and they go to give you a shot, and they jab you in the, the brain, and you die. Sure, that happens. Or uh, <laughs> or like me, they become embittered and hate humanity, and they just, some people, they want dead. I wonder if that's what would be the most interesting to me, and I don't know if this is true, is that at some point, you just get kind of, ah, I don't know, it'll probably get better on its own, most <laughs> stuff does. Right. Whereas when you're younger, you're more uh, God, into... whining, constant whining. <laughs> It's my arm hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Sure, it's a 10. Whatever. Your life hurts. Get out. <laughs> I, wonder if, I just wonder if there's any of that. Whereas young doctors might be a lot more. We had uh, went to urgent care a while back and had a, uh, a really young doctor. So I'm thinking she's pretty early in her medical career. And man, mm-hmm. it was so incredibly thorough. Too mm-hmm. thorough to right. me and how long we were there for something that was fairly minor. Interesting. Just, just was different than other doctors have been. Marsh pointed out young doctors can be pretty deathy, too. But I could say, well, you know, listen, I don't think it takes a lot of puzzling over this. You have experience, which matters. Then you have curiosity and energy that matter. And and on the downside, maybe you have a tendency to be a little cocky and think, I've seen this before. This is X. When, you know, 80% of the time, maybe even 90% of the time, it is X. But for that 10%, you're going to send them home with the wrong diagnosis, and whatever they got going is going to get another week or two down the line. So, you know, you're going to hit a sweet spot of energy, curiosity, you know, intellectual energy and uh, experience, which is going to be in your 40s and 50s. Also from the text line, it's just a mole got a spit take out of me. Nice job, Michael. I agree. Um, uh, back to the election. Oh, somebody said this. I saw a bumper sticker that says, our only hope is insane leadership. 
That's pretty funny. Wow. Um, yeah, much love to whoever wrote that and whoever's sporting it on their car. Oh, and the foot's washing up ashore again in, yes. uh, in the Northwest. Find a foot, pick it up all the day, you'll have good luck. Also, maybe that bar in the Yukon that collects thumbs can start a new collection of feet. Remember that bar? Yes. Why did it have thumbs? I, uh, and they have a thumb drink? That right, they put you, a, you put the old mummified thumb in the drink and swig it down and then get a t-shirt or something. Gross. I don't know, some foolishness. How about some analysis of the primary in Alabama? I heard reference to this last night from Laura Ingram on Fox. I wasn't paying attention. Who pays attention to you know state politics in the 3,000 miles away? Not me. Mo Brooks was the candidate Mitch McConnell feared the most. Laura Ingram said this is who she backed and everybody should have backed. I remember old Mo. He wouldn't support McConnell. He ran on, when I'm in the U.S. Senate, I'm going to try to get rid of McConnell as the leader. McConnell went all in on strange to beat Brooks. McConnell miscalculated he'd rather lose a seat than see a challenge to his power. Mo Brooks was the small government, I want to do something about the Republican Party conservative. Right, right. Well, I think Mitch McConnell, He, I'm not sure he's quote-unquote willing to lose a seat, etc. He may be, I don't know, but... I, I think he just miscalculated. He didn't think Roy Moore would beat Luther Strange. And the whole, you know, Trump was a loser last night, too. He got convinced by McConnell and company to not endorse Roy Moore in the primary, and Brooks either, obviously, and and, and, and back Strange. Strange loses. He switches back over to Moore. Moore loses. You know, the whole uh, the, the Trump, uh, you know, touch of gold thing ain't working so well. And then Bannon... Uh, I like this. Former chief of staff to McConnell, who granted would swing one way, but it's tough to argue with this, uh, tweeted to Bannon, thanks for showing us how to lose the reddest state in the union. I I don't know if that's fair. Like, uh, Trump doesn't have the touch of gold. Does anybody have the ability to pull a child molester across the finish line? I mean, that's that's a a pretty heavy lift. No, but uh, some people would have the good judgment not to try. (laughs) Yeah, that well, I was surprised that he got into it at all. I thought. I thought that was a mistake. Yeah. Strategically. Yeah. Hey, we got a really good email from a gal a handful of days ago. It'd probably take me too long to find. But she made the point. Um, let me see if I can find it real quickly. No, that's not it. I remember her first name. Um, her point it was about, the, you know, the Trump thing and the drain the swamp thing. And, and granted, he can, he can come off like a real, you know, this, that, and the other at times. But she pointed out that the number of incumbents losing has skyrocketed in the last handful of elections. I'm all for that. There's a coalescing of um, of discontent and and willingness to to overthrow the status quo, and and we haven't seen the beginning of the of the end of how it ends. And so, listen, she said, fellas, embrace the fact that 97% re-election of incumbents is not happening now. They're getting tossed out. People are giving their finger to their own party. It's good. It's got to happen. And there will be results. Oh, here it is. Get, that's right. Her, uh, her uh, subject was get your heads out of the ass cheeks of history. Um, in the 2016 election cycle, 97% of House incumbents won their election. 93% of Senate incumbents won theirs. Um, in the House, there were 42 open seats, about 10% where there was no incumbent running, et cetera, et cetera. 2018 race, already three senators have announced they will not be running. On average, two reps die 
So we're on track to have at least four and likely more this cycle. For the House, already 37 have announced their intention not to run for a re-election. 19 are stepping down, etc. My friends, this is what we call swamp drainage. You know, I could offer the the counter-argument. I'm not sure I believe it, but it might be that Washington has become so dysfunctional, disgusting, discouraging, and and hate-filled that nobody wants to do it anymore. But you know what? We do have to wait and see. Because this is the very beginning of something. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, Got to replace him with good people, or better people, or something. Unless it's going to take one, two, three more rounds of chaos, ugliness, and stupidity before something new is born. Yeah, good point. And we hope North Korea doesn't nuke Portland in the meantime. Oof. Uh, never have gotten to this student loan info. We got a number of things we got to catch you up on. Hope you can stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.